Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of the Potter's House in Virginia Beach. church with a worldwide vision for winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. We're a Pentecostal church affiliated with the Christian Fellowship Ministries. We hope you enjoy today's sermon. Chapter 19. As we approach the blessed holiday of Resurrection Sunday next week, uh, we gather together on this Sunday as what is traditionally known as a Palm Sunday, the day on which Jesus entered into Jerusalem on the final week of his life. And it's an incredible story that brings our minds and our hearts once again back to the wonderful truth that sets us free from our sins. And uh, as we begin to contemplate how Jesus not only entered Jerusalem, but as he entered into the affairs of humanity. How many know this morning that Jesus did not have to come down from heaven? Nobody was twisting his arm. Nobody forced him. Of his own free will he chose. Jesus told Pontius Pilate, no man takes my life from me but I give it willingly as a sacrifice. And so our minds are, uh, as we begin to contemplate the cross, the power of the cross, the cross is something that in our modern world is something that causes a lot of, uh, a lot of difficulty. You've seen maybe news reports of uh, government institutions removing the cross from various public exhibitions or public displays. The cross has become uh, offensive to many people, especially in government quarters. But I want to tell you, it is that same cross where we find our redemption. And I want to, as we approach the Easter holiday next week, I want to take this opportunity today to put our minds on that cross and to be reminded today of what was accomplished at the cross. We sing that old hymn, At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, and the burdens of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight, and now I'm happy all the day. So many things, and uh, in just a moment I'm going to remind you of a few of those things, but so many things happened that day on the cross. And I want to remind you of a few of those as we turn our attention and our hearts once again to the salvation which God has so graciously provided. This is a message I've titled Completion at the Cross. And let's read the scripture together, John chapter 19, beginning with verse 28. And it says these words, After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, let me give you a little context before we read this. 
Of course, the story is that beginning in John chapter 13, Jesus has his last supper with his disciples. He leads them to the garden in prayer. Uh, They're falling asleep, but he presses in and he prays to the Father. And he uh, accepts the cup which he was about to partake in. He is arrested by the authorities. He is questioned in the middle of the night in a, a kangaroo court. He is, uh, he is put before Pontius Pilate and ultimately beaten nearly to death and is, has gone to the cross. For six hours, the Bible says, he languished as the blood flowed out of his wounds. His cross of thorns was buried deep into his skin. The, the nails that were pierced into his hands and his feet, as the blood flowed freely and as his body began to wither, for six hours he hung there. And that's where we pick up this scripture. It's a bloody and a messy scene, but this is where we read what happens. Again, verse 28, after this, Jesus knowing that all things were now accomplished. Everybody say all things. They were now accomplished. That the scripture might be fulfilled, said, I thirst. Now a vessel of sour wine was sitting there, and they filled a sponge with sour wine. He put, his, uh, put it on hyssop and put it to his mouth. And here's, the, here's the, the, uh, the topic at hand, verse 30. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And bowing his head, He gave up his spirit. Those are the words that we sang in that chorus tonight, this morning. It is finished. And this morning, I want to remind you of all that was finished. The moment that he uttered those words and gave up his spirit, dying on the cross for our sins. Let's pray for just a moment as we, once again, as we uh, enter into his presence. Lord, we come by the blood of Jesus, believing, Lord, that these words have the power to set the captive free, God, to break every chain of bondage, God, and to deliver from bondage all of the people who cry out to you. I'm praying, God, that the power of these words, it is finished, would once again wash over our souls today, God, and that we would cry out to you, Lord, for more and more of your spirit. We thank you for all that you've done and all that you're going to do in Jesus' mighty name. God's people would say, Amen. First of all, I want to look at unfinished business. How many of you have some projects that you haven't finished? I know uh, I've got about 10 books that I'm halfway through right now. But we, we always start a lot of things without finishing them. Uh, is it possible that you've mowed half a lawn or read half a book like myself? Maybe started a letter to a friend but never sent it. Uh, I can testify that in my email account, I have a folder of draft emails that I started but never finished. Emails that no doubt were important at the time, but now, six months later, I glance at them again and say, oh, I should have sent that email. Maybe the diet that you started and abandoned. Maybe the degree that you never finished. Maybe the, 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 the voicemail box that is full on your phone, and when it rings too many times, the caller hears the message, this person's voicemail is full. You cannot, be, you cannot leave a message. 
These are things that we start in life, but many times we don't finish. These are, uh, these are the, the clutter of life that begins to pile up many times. But can I tell you, can I remind you, that it can become much more serious than that. Some people have a child that they've forgotten about. Some people quit a job in a fit of rage, burn some bridges. Something that was started but never seen through. Maybe a marriage that was started well. You know, nobody starts a marriage thinking, hey, I'm going to get divorced in three years. And yet it happens again and again. How about bills that don't get paid? Promises that we've made that we don't keep. And as we go through this life, how many know that we leave behind a trail of unfinished business? We leave behind things that we wish we would have done or wish we would have done well. How many of us can say to ourselves, I finished exactly what I set out to do? Maybe only a few things in your life you can truly say, I started and I finished. Well, I want to tell you this morning, the scripture that we read today gives us the evidence of the only life that has ever been lived in which he could truly say, I have finished all that I wanted to. Only one person in history who left no unfinished business and that is Christ on the cross, the only person who could say, I have completed everything that God wanted me to do. And as he did that, the way that he revealed this completion was through these words that are recorded in our scripture. In English, it's three words. In the Greek, of course, it's only one word. It is finished. If you could understand Greek, or if I could maybe teach you this word, it's a good one for you to remember. It is the word tetelestai. Can you say that with me? Tetelestai. Tetelestai. And this is not, beloved, this is not a word of sorrow or shame. This is not a word that is depressing. Uh, it's not as though Jesus were just, uh, just you know, uh, at his last breath, just giving up without uh, any any victory? No, no, no. The word tetelestai is a word of victory. It comes from the verb teleo in the Greek, which means to bring to a complete end, an accomplishment of victory. It is what they would yell as they cross the finish line of a race. Tetelestai. It is done. I finished. I have accomplished. I have over. It is more than just, I made it through, or I survived, or I'm still here, Pastor. How you doing, bro? Nice to see you. I'm still here. No, no, it's not that. Tetelestai is a word of overwhelming victory. I read that scripture where it says that we were made to be overcomers in Christ. That we are not just called to survive in this Christian life just to make it to the next day. No, we are called to some tetelestai Christianity. It is finished. 
We have overcome our sins and we can go on another day for Jesus. This is the word that Jesus used to describe his victory on that cross. The word is how you feel when you make the final payment on your debt. And like those people who call in to Dave Ramsey's program, we're debt free! Right? That's tetelestai. We did it. It is accomplished. It is the feeling of when you've been witnessing to some stubborn soul for years, praying for them, and they finally show up to church. Yes! Finally! They did it. It is the feeling of getting that promotion that you've been hoping for. This was the final cry of victory. This is the final word that came out of Jesus' mouth. And when he said, Teteleshtai, it is finished, what he meant was that all that he had come to do, everything in the past, everything at the moment in the present, and everything that is to come has been finished through what he did that day. We cannot overstate the power of this word, Teteleshtai, because of all of the things that had been accomplished at that very moment. Some of you might be familiar with a very famous Bible commentator named Matthew Henry. He's got a Bible commentary. And, uh, and I, I love his writing, and he is very thorough. And he put together a list of eight things that I'd like to share with you quickly. Eight things that were accomplished at the moment that Jesus said it is finished. Number one, all of the malice of his enemies was finished. When they nailed him to the cross, they thought they had done their worst. But how many know? It was finished. In the same way, beloved, we all experience pain and difficulty in this life and There are enemies who are arrayed against us, but they have already lost the battle. In the spiritual realm, the devil is a defeated foe. He gave Jesus the worst he could think of, but still was defeated. Second thing, the sufferings that were ordained by God were finished. Jesus often spoke uh, in his ministry about the work that he was sent to do. He said, I must be about my father's business. He said there was a baptism coming, which he must suffer. There was a cup that he had to endure. All these things were ordained by God. They did not happen by chance. Even the evil plans of those who plotted against him fit together into God's greater plan. And we see that in this moment, all of those sufferings were finished. Can I tell you, Jesus no longer suffers. And in him, when we join in him together at the cross, here's what I can promise you. You might have some suffering in this life, but your suffering has been completed. What I mean by that is, yes, there might still be some pain to endure, but the answer to that suffering has already been finished. And we will one day experience the same joy with Christ. Number three, 
all of the Old Testament types and prophecies were fulfilled. He had been given vinegar to drink, prophesied in Psalm 69. He had been sold for 30 pieces of silver from Zechariah 11, verse 12. His hands and feet had been pierced. This was prophesied in Psalm 22, verse 16. The garments had been divided, prophesied also in Psalm 22. Verse 8, he was pierced in his side, prophesied in Zechariah 12, verse 10. And many other prophecies that we could mention this morning. And as he said, Teteleshtai, he was saying, I have done all and completed all of the prophecies that have been made about my life. No other human being can make that claim. You can't. Neither can any Roman soldier or Roman convict who hung on a cross. Only Jesus fits all of these prophecies. Number four, the ceremonial law had been abolished. In Romans 10.4, it says that Christ was the end of the law. You better say amen about that. Because if you had any shrimp or pork this week, you'd be in trouble if that did not happen. All of the law found its completion and fulfillment in the Lord Jesus Christ and in that moment on the cross. Everything that had pointed to the Messiah, all of the ceremonial system of the sacrificial temple as they brought the bulls and the lambs and the goats and the, and the birds and whatever they brought to shed blood on the altar of the temple. All of it, the gallons and gallons of blood that were shed in that temple, all pointed forward to this moment where Jesus said, it is finished. I have completed what I came here to do, what I spoke about through my priests and my prophets, through all these generations. The great high priest who had now laid down his life for his people, every one of those laws of the Mosaic temple pointed ultimately to this moment. Quote, the Mosaic economy has been dissolved to make way for a better hope. Number five, the price of sin. This is where you get involved. The price of sin was paid in full. When the moment that John the Baptist saw Jesus approaching for the first time, he called him in John 1, verse 29, there is the Lamb of God who does what? Who takes away the sins of the world. When Jesus cried from that cross and said, Teteleshtai, it is finished, one of the things he was saying is that your sins and mine can find payment. The great picture that we have is that of a courtroom. All of us, because we are guilty of sin, we're guilty of lying, we're guilty of disobeying and breaking God's law, and He's got plenty of evidence on you. Did you know that? There is no one who can escape the great judgment of God. And to stand before Him in your own strength, I want to tell you that would be a scary day when the books are open and He begins to say this, why'd you do that? Why'd you say that? Why'd you think that? Whoa, I don't want to think about that. Because I know how many sins I've done, but I don't know. You know what I'm saying? There's all the sins that I know I've done, and then there's probably a whole other category 
of sins that I justified in myself that I don't even realize are sins. And one day the Bible says the books will be opened. And there's a price to pay for sin, isn't there? What does the Bible say? The wages of sin is death. That's what we deserve. But in that courtroom where we all deserve justly, we deserve death and punishment. I want to tell you, Christ died on that cross and said it is finished. Jesus, he steps into the courtroom and he says, Judge, wait a minute. I'm going to pay the price. The death that they deserve, I will take upon myself. And this is the great exchange that happens at the cross. When we trust in Him, the Bible says that He received the death that we deserve. And we receive the life that we don't deserve. Isn't that incredible? Teteleshtai, the exchange has been completed. The price of sin has been paid. Number six, the physical sufferings came to an end. From that moment, he goes to paradise, back to the right hand of the Father, where he had been from eternity past. It was finished. Verse 7, his life on earth is now finished. He only had at that moment a few seconds to live. All that he had set out to do was fully Accomplished. Number eight, the work of redemption is now complete. This is undoubtedly the major meaning of the words. Matthew Henry continues to, to speak about the death of Christ and what it accomplished. A full satisfaction for sin. A fatal blow to Satan. A fountain of grace that will open and flow forevermore and the foundation of peace that has been laid for all eternity. When Jesus said it was finished, it only took one second to come out of his mouth. Oh, but I want to tell you that the, that the heavens will record for all eternity the power of that moment. And we will never fully comprehend the full gravity and depth of the meaning it is finished. What was completed on that cross paid in full. All of our sins, anger, murder, lust, jealousy, revenge, to that Jesus says, Teteleshtai. In his blood and in his body, we found the completion So I want to give you three truths to hang on to as we close this service today. Number one, because Jesus paid the price in full, the work of salvation is now complete. That's what we're singing in that song. It is finished. Death has lost its sting. I'm forgiven. Your blood, my victory. That's what we're singing about in that song. We're singing because so often we fall into the pit of man-made religion. We fall into this pit of, if I just do better, then God will accept me. In a generation of broken homes and broken families where we're ever trying to prove ourselves to somebody, we fall into this pit of man-made religion, thinking that I just need to prove myself to God. Have you ever heard somebody say, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll go to church when I'm ready. 
I'll go to church and I'll, I'll get right with God after I clean myself up a little bit. Come on. Whoever decided to reform themselves all of their own accord? What they're saying really is, I have to do something in order to earn my salvation. I have to do something to clean myself up. See, this is man-made religion. This is man's attempt to get closer to God. And the world is filled with all manner of religions, thousands of different religions. And this is man trying to do everything that he can to get just a little bit better, just a little bit closer to the divine. And religion in itself has no power. Jesus said, it's already finished. The work of bringing God and man back together has already been completed. Can I ask you, what do you have to add to what Jesus did on the cross? What else is left to do except to receive it as a free gift? except to believe it with all your heart, right? And those are not works. We're not saved by our works. We're not saved by what we do. We are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ and in Him alone. When He said it is finished, and whenever we attempt to do something in our own strength, we are denying the power of Tetelestai. He paid it in full. What do you think your little offering and add to it. The word in the Greek language, in, in, in the Greek language, their verbs are a little bit different than our verbs in English. The verbs can be expressed in what's called a perfect tense. In other words, that in the Greek, the, the, the way that Jesus spoke it is not just that it is finished for today, but it is finished for today and forevermore. For every day after today, it is still finished. And that one moment that Jesus spoke it, it has the same power today. It is still finished just as much as it was 2,000 years ago. The sacrifice that he paid was sufficient for every sin of every person who has ever lived. The same way that Jesus said it is finished over the life of Abraham. Abraham was saved by faith. But faith in who? ultimately in Jesus Christ. That it is finished, stretched back to Abraham. There were some disciples standing there that day. There was the Apostle John who witnessed it, his mother Mary, and as they were there and heard the word ringing in their ears, can I tell you it was finished for them in that moment. And here today in 2019, that every one of us, that we can look back to this word and we can find the same salvation and the same power. Past present and future all sins were paid and finished and completed not just a slogan but a profound spiritual truth second thing I want you to hang on to that any effort to add to what Christ did on the cross is doomed to failure if Jesus paid it all then you don't have to pay any more. You can't, even if you wanted to. Jesus is not trying to sell salvation for a price. He's not offering to split it half and half and go Dutch. 
Salvation is something He offers to every one of us filthy sinners who don't deserve it. I remember um, my, uh, my, my dad lived in a house up in Portland, and uh, it was a very old house, maybe a hundred-year-old house. And, uh, and so when they moved into this house, um, it had some, some old, dirty carpet in there. And so they, they decided, uh, well, let's, let's pull up the carpet and see what's underneath. And it was, it was one of those HGTV miracles, you know. They pulled up the carpet, and there was these beautiful wood floors, sanded them down, oiled them up, and they began to radiate this beauty. And, you know, that's exactly what God wants to do with our lives. We come into the house of God, and we've got this filthy, dirty, smelly old carpet covering our souls. And we come in to the house of God, and he starts a Holy Ghost demo day where he starts to pull the filth out of our lives. And he starts to sand down our character. And he starts to add the oil of the Holy Ghost until, yes, we might still be the same old dirty house. We might still have the same face and the same name on your driver's license. Oh, but God can cause your life to begin to shine. And it is because of this word, Teteleshtai, because of the work that was finished on the cross. Can I tell you, beloved, he paid it in full. The only thing left is to receive it or reject it. Jesus said that you are either for me or you are against me. There is no halfway when it comes to this. Kind of like being pregnant. You're either pregnant or you're not. There's no halfway. There is not half born again. There is no such thing as almost saved. I'm almost saved, Pastor. I'm right on the edge. The almost Christian. So much of Christianity today is people who name the name of Christ and maybe even show up to church on a Sunday, but they've never had tetelestai. The power of it is finished. There's only two things to do with the blood of Jesus. It is either to receive it, believe it, or to reject it. And I ask you this morning, Have you received it? Have you fully embraced Tetelestai, the power of it is finished? Next week, we're going to talk about the resurrection and the power of Jesus risen from the dead. But today, the power is in the work that was completed on the cross. The work that you couldn't do for yourself. The work that no other person could do for you. But only the Christ who is crucified for you. In that moment, every sin finds its payment. All that's left for you is to say, yes, I need it. Come, pay the price for me. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes for just a moment.
as we bring this service to a close and as God begins to speak to our hearts. Completion. We thank you again for listening. Do you want to receive updates from our church in your inbox? Make sure to sign up at our website, vvph.org. If this message has been a blessing to you, would you consider supporting our ministry with a generous donation? Please visit our website at vvph.org and scroll down to find the Give button at the bottom of the page. We would be so grateful for your support. Until next time, love God and love people.